Today on a chilling episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, after touring a historic haunted location, a woman begins to feel uneasy about the energy in the room. Could there be something dark, or even evil, lurking, and waiting for a living soul to notice? An even bigger question comes to this woman in the months after this encounter, as a string of unfortunate deaths and events seem to put a dark shadow over her life. Could these events have been caused by whatever was hiding in that haunted house? We discuss that story and more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That indeed it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. Share your real ghost stories with us. If you like the program, become an extra podcast person. That's a supporter. Sign up to be one over at uh, ghostpodcast.com or through the Patreon app, patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get in on all of that. Get access to the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, and uh, and a whole lot more. It's all there for you. All commercial free, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Tony and Todd with you on today's episode of the program. What's going on? We were talking before we started a little bit about like past our our, our past being younger and all that kind yeah, of stuff. We were yeah. talking about our hair, and um, so a couple of years ago, I was part of a, a docu series on um, Amazon, and uh, we we investigated some haunted places in Wisconsin, etc. And the reason why I bring that up is because now we might be. I think we filmed like two summers ago, maybe three summers ago. Now they're looking at filming a couple more episodes. And I'm looking at myself then only a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and looking at myself now. And it's like, I'm going to have to dye my hair just so that oh. <laughs> the series, I mean, especially my beard, I'm because back then I had very little gray yeah. in my beard. And now the whole thing is gray. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, in order to make it cohesive, <laughs> you know, from a pr- production standpoint and, and not make it look like three years have passed, I've got to probably dye my beard. Is this an excuse to dye your beard or and, and, oh, no. say, and say no, this no. is... I uh, actually, I, go ahead. I like the gray a lot. I okay. like the gray a lot. So okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. I just, I, I kind of feel bad for the director producer of the show. Cause it's like, yeah. you know, I'm older now. <laughs> I I've never, um, I've never dyed up my beard. It, it's kind of reddish, but I'm getting little specks of gray in there. Um, and I don't, I, I, does it I, just the, the amount of shaving that I do? I mean, wouldn't it look weird after like one day or are you supposed to do that every day? I, I don't know. See, the way my beard is now, like the sides are gray and then where you would have like a goatee mm-hmm. is still very dark. Okay. So it looks almost like, you know, I've created this really cool look. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just Mother Nature being nice to me in, in one portion of my <laughs> life. And that's my beard. But I was just thinking, you know, we were talking about you losing your hair and yeah. I had like big 80s hair back yeah. in the day. And, yeah. and, and, you know, well, the, yeah, the, the true story uh, when uh, Todd, Todd's been on the radio longer than I have. And uh, I grew up listening to him uh, when I was a little kid. And there was uh, this radio station he was at had this lucky day calendar. And, you know, this is when people had calendars and everything. And there was a number on it. And then they play the sound effect. It was like, and then you could probably do it better than me. Uh, and then they read the calendar number. And what if you had it, you called in. Is that what that how that worked? 
Yeah, and then you won whatever the prize was from that day's sponsor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's totally off the subject of the calendar. Uh, but on the back is the pictures of all the people that work at the radio station. And there Todd is on on the calendar. And I was, I don't know, eight or so probably. And I, uh, you know, so it's like late, late 80s. Um, I started working, you know, four years after that. Uh, but I always thought, because uh, I... I never looked at the names but I, I i knew you know it's it's todd from the radio station but i thought that's george michael i think it's george michael <laughs> secretly working at the radio station and i mean i think well <laughs> if only i would have had his career i'd be dead now but that's at least true. i would have had a good career um and 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 a clean shaven todd which is very weird too yeah yep Yep, yeah. Yep. That. Uh, but, but I always thought. I think I told you like the first time I met you too. Where I'm like, I always thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point I'm like, yeah, probably shouldn't hire this kid. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, well, I I want to have a day off or two. So. Yeah. And your mom, your mom's like, Tony, shut up. Shh, don't say anything. <laughs> she would call the radio station and make sure I wasn't getting in the way. Right. Yes, she did. You're right. Like it was like every afternoon almost. I remember. I because I would get there after school and I'd be in the studio with you. And I swear to God, almost every day around the same time, she would call and make sure that everything was okay. And we just kind of laugh about it because it was every day. It wasn't like the first day I was there or something. It was like every day I was there, which was like a couple years. <laughs> yeah. It went on for a while until yeah. I think we finally just said, it's good. He's hired, you know, yeah. it, everything's great. So <laughs> that was great. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first story of the day. It says, after touring a historic haunted location. Oh, um, that's, I'm sorry. This is the, the Robert Stack part. Here's the story part. I'm in Texas now, but we've spent most of my life in Kansas around Wichita. Back in 2013, I'd moved into a duplex and one night about four in the morning, my corner shelf that had Five shelves on it landed on top of my bed. All of the things on the shelves were thrown across the room. Some of them on the bed, some of them on the floor. Very bizarre experience, and I thought, what in the world? The window wasn't open, so it couldn't have been a strong wind. Something had thrown the shelves onto my bed, partially landing across my legs. You know, it was in the back of my mind for a couple days, and I kind of forgot about it for a few days. Then, one afternoon, I was in the kitchen doing the dishes in the sink, which was at the south end of the kitchen. The cabinets run to the north and at the end of that was my refrigerator. On top of the refrigerator, there were three things, my electric skillet on the south end. In the center was a metal bowl, a stand that held two big serving bowls, one above the other. And then on the outside edge is my big family-sized griddle. I'm doing the dishes, the bowls and the stand that they were in went up over the griddle and landed on the floor beside the refrigerator. There's no way they fell off or vibrated off anything like that because the griddle was still in place, as was the electric skillet. Just the bowls and the stand in the center of the refrigerator launched off the top of it, broke on the floor. I've had encounters all my life with friendly spirits playing with the lights, you know, flickering off, on, off, on, off, on, and sometimes just off. When I walk into the room or off on once, but a lot of times it would just tap, 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 just off and on. They were just saying hi, letting me know they were there, that kind of thing, but never anything very aggressive until an instance in 2013. 
I was pretty close to the intersection of Harry and Hillside, so I went to the Catholic Church and got some holy water. And I'd been living there too long, and I didn't know where all the stuff was yet. I took a home-blessed... I took it home-blessed, the house, all of the openings, the windows, doorways, every possible entrance into that home. I did a cleansing prayer as I blessed each and every single opening with the holy water to rid the spirit out of there. I was being so aggressive and mean. I don't like mean spirits. I have friendly spirits around me a lot. Sometimes I see a little wisp of white go by me, and I'm sure that's my daughter that died in 1980. I've always said dead people like me. They seem to be around me quite a bit. The people at the funeral home where I worked began to believe me when our weekends were always the busiest and they didn't want to end up working the same schedule as I did because we always had a lot of calls on the weekends, but it was the best job I ever had. Dead people like me, and I like them too. I got a nursing home uh, story from Wichita I can share in a moment. What's your thoughts on the story? I was just going to ask you, you lived there for a while. Yeah. Was, did you seem? Did you feel like there was a lot of activity in that city? It's a it's a very old city um, for where it's at, and it there's part of it, the Delano area is where the city started, and that's kind of the older district, and there's a lot of kind of really cool, eclectic, kind of hippie-ish, kind of, you know, it's just that, it's that part of the town that every, you know, city has now, um, and it's a fun area, but there's a lot of stories and stuff over there because there's a lot of original structures, and it's right on the uh, Arkansas River, um, right. and it's so it was it was a trading spot it was uh i guess it was a huge prostitution spot uh back in the wild west days um and there's actually a lot of the towns or a lot of the buildings rather from delano uh have been moved uh over to this other attraction that they have they're called cowtown <laughs> and uh, you can go into Cowtown, and it's really kind of neat. It's like all these old Western buildings. Some are rebuilt that are, or just, you know, they're to look like the past, but there's right. several houses in there that are legitimately super old, you know, late 1800s, and a lot of those have stories. So there's some interesting, it's a weird town. There, it's definitely a weird town. There's uh, a lot of weird vibes there, too. There's a lot of murders um and not necessarily like super high crime rate but a lot of bizarre murders like that end up on movies or dateline or whatever that's interesting and i was i was going to ask that next question because it's like for some reason i think i remember reading a story about the fact that something about that town just had weird stuff that kind of happened mm -hmm. all the time yeah i mean the um btk is the big one that everybody knows about from there um but I mean, th here's how it went for me, like literally my first day there. Um, I get my apartment and I'm uh, going then to, to go get a washer and dryer over at the Best Buy. I get over there and the, like, OK, where do they deliver it to? And I tell them the apartment complex I'm in. They're like, oh, did they find the head yet? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And I'm thinking like they're joking with me because I just kind of laughed and like, OK, whatever. And they're like, no, did they? Like, I don't know. I just moved here. Like, I've been in town 24 hours. They're like, oh, you don't know. Yeah, there was a woman in one of the buildings in that complex that was decapitated and they never found the head. They, uh, they're uh, they going to drain that lake out back. And there's this really pretty little walking lake. And I really enjoyed, you know, walking around it. But I could never shake the idea that maybe there's a head in the bottom of it. Um, and I don't know that they ever found the head. 
honestly. Um, but that was wow. my first thing. And then like every single thing I was at the next couple of days, it was just everybody wanting to tell me the tragedies of the town. Um, so then I learned about the guy who was the sniper on top of the old uh, Holiday Inn building that started picking people off downtown in the 70s. Um, I guess that was not a good day. Uh, and uh, of course, BTK, there's another horrific one that I'm surprised hasn't gotten more uh, press. And this happened early 2000s, I believe. The Carr Brothers. Have you heard of them? No. That's a horrible one. And it might just be too fucked up, really, for somebody to make a movie about it. Um, but it was these brothers randomly went to a house. And in the house, there was uh, a party of um, a couple, I think it was like three or four couples, just like having playing games and having a night. And uh, they forced them all to have sex with the uh, not the correct partner in front of each other. Then they uh, tortured them and then they took them out to a field and executed them. Only one survived because she played dead. Uh, and then she crawled out of the field that they were executed in. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, I think it's a Steinmart on the spot now where the where the execution took place. Uh, but uh, yeah. Can you, were you in town at the time when that happened? No, that happened like just before I got there. And BTK oh, just before okay. And B, the the BTK thing wrapped up just before I got there too. But BTK um, would uh, send letters to media, and he still does. So I got to see some of those. Those were kind of interesting. What the, What are you talking about? Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. BT he would send. He would send he, letters to you, not to me. No, to the media. Oh, to the. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I thought yeah. you said to you. I'm like what? now. Although I probably could have made pen pals with him if I wanted to, because he really liked communicating with local media. Um, but he would just send these letters to different anchors on TV and some radio people and this and that. And it would. I mean, he's not. I mean, it, he's such a narcissist. He thinks everybody's like just enjoying the show. And it, I don't know. I mean, it's it's certainly uh, uh, the case in psychological profiling and trying to understand what that guy's all about. But everybody in that town seems to have a BTK story as well, including Carol on the show. Um, I think Carol believed that she was stalked by him for a little while. And then the murder took place right down the road from her. And it was a BTK murder. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's uh, it's a big city that feels like a very small town. Yeah, I, I've only driven through it once and it was late at night and I was a little freaked out by it. But yeah, it's I mean, I, I don't miss it. I mean, I, I it wasn't bad. I lived there for 10 years, but I don't miss it. I and the weather. Fuck. I mean, the tornado. I mean, th that does that big tornado that just uh, happened not that long ago uh, at the beginning of May that everybody had the video of, of going through city or going through the city. That was Andover. That's part of Wichita. Um, and I knew that neighborhood well. In fact, Jen, who, you know, my ex-wife, uh, she lived in one of those apartment buildings that you see in those videos Holy when, I, when I met her. And it was just like, oh, my God. And that city seems to get uh, some of the best tornado footage ever. The, the shot that was on all the stuff back in the early 90s on like world's worst disasters and things like that um there was that one where everybody gets underneath the overpass and the tornado goes over yeah yeah that was in andover as well uh, in fact i know one of the guys who was in that shot he was one of my news guys at the radio station um 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's a famous, like very well-known tornado shot. And it was, and the thing is it led to people's deaths because you really shouldn't do that. Most people who do that get sucked out. Yeah, they were really, really lucky. And I remember for a while after that, they're like, don't do this. But of course you see people do it. You're going to have tons of people that try it. The best thing that happened to that video is high definition television because nobody wants to play standard deaf things in high definition. So finally (laughs) they stopped using it. You're right. <laughs> it's like finally that video's gone. Now we can see in high definition houses blowing up and dogs flying through the sky. Oh man, some of that <laughs> that last footage was just crazy. I could not believe it. I was amazed, but it's just like oh my. And I've been to that YMCA. I've been. I mean, that was yeah. I know that area well. It was weird to see it like that. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to. Another letter, it says, first off, I'd like to start off by saying that I believe I myself am haunted. I've had paranormal experiences all my life, and I'm not that surprised when something happens. The experience I'll share with you was one of my scariest experiences and involved in a spirit following me for several years. I met a group of people in Arkansas, and we started to hang out on a regular basis. The paranormal eventually came up in a conversation, so they told me about a cabin they had previously visited and had several paranormal encounters in. Their experiences involved EVPs, seeing an apparition of a woman. I stop and say that the woman apparition coincides with the history of the property. The apparition that I encountered had no record of being on this property. So after hearing about this place, I had to go. So one weekend, I and three or four people loaded up in our buddy's Jeep and headed down a long, dark gravel road. The closer we got to the cabin, the more run down the houses looked. We arrived at the parking lot, I guess you could call it, Parking lot's basically a round area, cleared of trees with gravel put down. We all crawled out of the Jeep and stood around for a few minutes, casually talking. One of the guys was a gun enthusiast, and seeing we were in the boondocks, it didn't bother me that he had a pistol. We were out of the middle of the woods and could have run across a wild animal, so to get to the cabin, you had to walk about three-fourths of a mile down a path. While walking down the path, I was told the history of the property, which I'll share now. The property used to be a resort camping ground and used to have multiple cabins. Two brothers fell in love with the same woman. The woman only loved one of the brothers. When she told the other brother she didn't love him, he flipped. He shot both the woman and his brother and then hung himself. The legend is that if you shoot a gun on the property, you will hear a woman scream. So, after hearing this creepy tale while we were making our way to the cabin, it made me a little nervous. We made it to the cabin, we walked in, and I was given a tour of the place. I didn't get any bad feelings until I walked into the kitchen. I instantly got cold chills and slowly backed out of the room. The cabin was modest with one bedroom. The bedroom had a screen door on it for some reason. A living room, a kitchen. We went into the bedroom where there were dining room chairs. We sat down and turned off our flashlights. We all got quiet and listened. We heard the screen door of the cabin open and soft footsteps on the wood floor. My stomach dropped and none of us made a peep. Then we heard small, short steps run across the floor towards the screen door of the bedroom. One of my buddies leaned forward to see who or what was out there. He slowly leaned back, and he looked like he had literally saw a ghost. And he said, one of my worst fears. There's a little girl standing out there, and she's making her way to the door. Creepy kids in horror movies are one of the few things that gives me the creeps. At this point, I wanted to run out of the cabin, but I thought we should ask if we could leave. So we decided to ask her to knock once for no and twice for yes. One of the guys asked, and we only heard one knock. I asked if we could leave, and we were sorry for disturbing her. She knocked once, 
and a few seconds later, we got a second knock. We all bolted out of the cabin. One of the guys yelling, run! My buddy with the pistol shot the pistol in the air, and all of a sudden, we heard an ear-shattering scream throughout the whole stretch of the woods that we were in. It sounded like it was surround sound. We ran into the Jeep and sped off. I was told that a little girl had never been saw seen at the cabin. I thought it was because I was the only girl there. Maybe it was a woman's presence that brought the girl out. I was told other girls had been at the cabin and no little girl ever made an appearance. So when I got home, I continued to hear strange noises like giggling, muffled talking. This continued for several years and then she just disappeared. I never saw the little girl, but my friend saw her that night and said she was one of the most terrifying spirits he'd ever saw. He told me she looked like she was waterlogged, maybe from drowning, and her face looked like it had been cut off and then sewn back on in pieces. I feel this is more of negative energy taking the form of something innocent. I'm not sure, but it was one of the scariest things I've ever experienced. That would be a freaky scene to see the little girls with a face like that. That sounds like a movie waiting to be to be made, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Very- wow. I, I would like to know why uh, this individual thinks they're haunted. Obviously, there's more stories to tell. But when it comes to like ghost stories and telling a good ghost story, that's that's just a good one right there. You got the cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. You've got the uh, the the brothers who end up, you know, dead or one of them does with the girlfriend and all that kind of stuff. And then the gunshot and the scream afterward. I mean, there's so much there that plays right into a film script. Could the the screams that are being heard in surround sound could that be just like families of raccoons everywhere though getting really pissed off because they heard a gunshot in the middle of the night? <laughs> you know, the first thing I thought was, you know, you shoot a gun, maybe some of the sound bounces off and echoes yeah. weirdly in the area, all that kind of stuff. Certainly it could be that. Um, but if you're sitting in if you're sitting in a cabin and you hear this screen door on the front open, you hear footsteps, someone leans out and sees a little girl. Mm-hmm. How do you explain that? You know? It's just a little girl that lives in the woods. She's been sure. there for a while. Mm-hmm. She forages. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of her thing. Um, no, I, I wonder about that because I remember um, raccoons are crazy sounding at night sometimes. The, they sound like, sometimes they sound like children crying in the trees. Have you ever heard okay. them? Okay. No, no. I, I've lived out in the country my whole life until I became an adult. I've never heard raccoons screaming in the trees. Oh, yes. In my parents' house. Go over. I'm sure my mom would let you hang out for a while. She'd be like, oh, Todd, yeah, come on over and uh, listen to the raccoons screaming in the trees. Hey, years ago when Tony worked with you, was he a problem? Was he in the way? <laughs> Just want to make sure. But there's the raccoons in the trees. And my dad will hear him snoring on the couch while all this is going on. Um, but uh, no, it, it happens. I, she, I remember it happening when I lived there, and they still tell me it does. Um, uh, they live up there, and it's like whenever they have babies, um, there's a whole bunch of them, and it sounds like crying children. It's creepy as hell. I'll take your word for that. I'm not sure I want to hear that. I uh, There was even... I don't remember who because I've I've dated a lot of people and I've been married. But whatever girl it was at some point in time, uh, we were sleeping in the bedroom, uh, the guest bedroom, and it was summer. And at this point, my parents still refused to get air conditioning. Uh, And we slept with the windows open. And the complaint was, um, can we like 
go somewhere else because it sounds like babies are crying outside of the oh window my gosh, all night. Really? And I was kind of used to it. I'm like, oh, I like falling asleep to the sounds of babies screaming in trees. And that happened to be your last date with her at that point. Exactly. It was like, it's over. Uh, yeah, I don't remember who that was that said that, but I remember specifically somebody saying that and me being like, oh, yeah, that really is. That's true. That is a very true statement. Uh, uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us 24-7. You can call it, and then uh, we will get those ghost stories on the air as I'm stalling, trying to load Adobe so I can play the callback. And there we finally go. It opened. Now it's loading again. And ta-da. Hi, let's hear your ghost story. Hello, I'm calling from Toronto. Uh, I've had a few experiences, and um, this one was by far the most vivid. I was staying at a friend's apartment. I'd just gotten back from traveling abroad, and she was staying at her boyfriend's all the time. Um, and she had a roommate, but that roommate was studying to um, be a um, the nurse who looked the uh, somebody who births babies. I can't think of what they're called exactly. Anyway, so she had a job um, where she was overnight working for a family, taking care of their infant, I guess, in the middle of the night. Um, so I would be all alone in this apartment. And I actually was a bartender at the time. So I would um, come home pretty late at night. And I just started getting funny feelings in this apartment that I wasn't alone and that um, there's someone watching me. And it wasn't a good feeling. I'm not super sensitive, but I have sensed a few things in the past. So um, it wasn't completely unknown to me. And this was uh, a more sinister feeling one. Um, so what started happening, well, one night I came home and I was really tired. It was three in the morning and I put the key in the door and I couldn't get in. And it was just so frustrating because I knew it was the key and it was turning and I just could not get in the door. And it really felt like someone was on the other side, not letting me in as weird as that sounds. And I had to call my friend at three in the morning and I was crying and just could not get in the door. And um, eventually, eventually I got in and again, I did nothing else um, except just keep turning it and I got in. And another thing that kept happening in this apartment was that I would be blow drying my hair. And I mean, sure, apartments are old. Um, but anytime I did that, all the power would go out. And it was just really creepy. It just felt like somebody was doing it on purpose. Um, and then um, also, one other thing that happened was during the night, um, well, before the big incident, during the night, I would hear knocking and tapping. And I thought, who the heck is cutting up pictures in the middle of the night? And that's what it sounded like. It sounded like someone um, nailing pictures into the wall. And I told my roommate about it. And she said, yeah, you know, that's really funny. Um, I heard those noises, too. And then um, a few weeks later, she wrote me and said that she got a letter from the landlord asking 
um, that there'd been complaints about tapping at night and loud noises and um, asking the our unit, the unit below, the unit above, um, trying to figure out who it was. And people had said that it was our unit, which it obviously wasn't. And then um, what culminated in me leaving the apartment was... So this apartment was, it was a two bedroom and it had a really long hallway and it was at the end of um, the entire hall. So there was no apartment like on the other side of it. And this apartment, um, so there's no apartment on the other side. And then the only other apartment would have been across the hallway, very far away. So one night I got home and again, just always feeling spooked out. And by this time, I am quite imaginative, but I kind of just got a sense. I didn't see anything, but I had a sense. It was, I don't know what gave me that sense, but like I could picture like gray hair, someone kind of angry. Um, anyways, so I was lying in bed. And um, I heard shuffling of feet walking up and down the hall. And there was no way that, like, the softness of the shuffling of the feet, um, I couldn't have heard from another apartment just based on the way the apartments were set up in this, um, in this building. And so I, um, so I was thoroughly freaked out and... Um, I think I called my mom and I was upset and I went to lie down I think like an hour or two later you know I guess I was exhausted and I went to lie down and I was lying down in the dark and all of a sudden I felt what felt like somebody get in the bed and lie down beside me like just the the feeling of that although there was actually no one physical so I jumped out of bed and freaked out and just um, stayed awake until the sun came up and yeah we never did figure out what those noises were um, of the knocking um, and yeah I don't believe I stayed much longer after the the incident with the slippers and the man getting into bed with me um, that all happened on the same night. And that's, oh, and this apartment building was right across the street from a huge cemetery in Toronto. So I don't know if that means anything, but that was, that was my experience. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thoughts on all of that. I'd like to know if the apartment that, that she was in was part of it, like an older apartment complex or it was like at one time an older home, you mm-hmm. know, like back in the day you'd have people and I've lived in one of these, a big old house that, you know, rich people had. And then the, um, you know, things fell out with the stock market and stuff like that in the thirties. And so they split it up into apartments and all that kind of stuff. I would like to know what that was the situation, you know, why was this happening in that particular apartment? Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to anything else. I remember living in the the old one that I lived in in Fond du Lac yeah. Yeah. and just knowing there was stuff going on in that place all the time. Those were such cool houses on that street. There were so many of those that were like those mansions. And uh, there was one I, I remember was like, we just go to like open houses for fun on the weekends, I think for free entertainment. And um, there was one I remember going through that we had not been converted into apartments and it was still its original floor plan. It was just, I mean, I was little, but from what I remember, it was just crazy. There was like stairs going this way and that way and so many rooms. At that time, I think I'd never been in a house that big. 
Um, but all, and all the woodwork too. There were a lot of like dark brown woodwork everywhere. Was was yours? Did it still have like those sort of feels to it, like the finishes of what the house was? Oh yeah, because it wasn't long after they built the house and stuff like that that it ended up having to be turned into it. So they really, no. I mean, they pretty much kind of left rooms. My room or my apartment was one of the bedrooms at, at one point. Okay. And so, you know, there was a kitchen in there and stuff like that, but you could picture how the bedroom was laid out with the, the fireplace and all that kind of stuff. And I just, my sister actually, so ironic that the story came up today, but my sister just sent me a picture. They're finally, after all these years, painting the place. <laughs> And because when, even when I was there, it was never painted. It was just looking like hell. Yeah. They're painting it black. Oh, well, and it, it looks, I, I, it looks creepy. Yeah. You think of like the Munsters or something like that, but yeah. it looks really cool. I'll have to forward that yeah, picture to you. I want to see it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it always looked like a haunted house. I mean, it, you just walk by it. It's like that place looks haunted. And yeah, uh, that's that's cool. Now, that's that's great that they're painting it. I remember there was uh, someone. Remember there was like run that historic house that somebody like painted like hot pink. <laughs> and yeah, the pink lady. Do you remember? Yes. That? Why did they do that? For some reason, they were under the assumption that the house was pink at one time, and okay. then I think down the line they they realized or found out that it was not all pink. <laughs> there were parts of it that were pink, but not all pink because it was like a drip it was just an older house and it looked nice i think it was like white or something and then it's uh, also like one day hot pink like oh my god <laughs> yeah it looked like Candyland, and yeah that was yeah lots of interesting houses there what do you think about with the um the graveyard though being right next door to it that because I, I guess i'd be curious about the age of the place that she's at because a lot of cemeteries uh you know in in like residential er areas or city areas um, you know, they weren't always a city area. Um, and a lot of times those were spread out into other places like where the roads are and where other buildings are. And in some cases, yes, they did the right thing and moved the bodies. In others, mm, yeah, there might be a Walgreens on top of a cemetery. Right. And I think that you have to take that into consideration when you look back at uh, at properties and stuff like that. And just even having the cemetery across the street. Now, I'm not saying there's ghosts in cemeteries necessarily, but that energy is over there. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that that sometimes spurs other things to happen around the cemeteries as well. So there's so many things you wish you could like take a, a story like that and just really dig in, find out the apartment complex, mm -hmm. find out the location, look back in history and see, you know, how far that cemetery spread. And if anything had been moved over the years, there's so much I'd love to dig into stories like that. Do you remember the Unsolved Mysteries episode about the Toys R Us that was built on an old farmstead? And they believed like I think they thought they might have built it on the graves of this guy who like he was pining for some woman and then you know, I think killed himself or some, it was like a legend story, but it was like, think verified is like actually happening. And then the toys are us. Uh, they had this exorcism in there. I think Sylvia Brown did it. Um, really? Yeah. It's on one of the old Robert stack ones. It's, a, I don't remember that story. I'm sure I would have. Yeah. But. Look up the haunted toys are us. Cause I found like, um, I think I found the YouTube of it years ago. Uh, if it's still out there, um, Oh my goodness! I got a picture of the house. Doesn't it look? It looks kind of cool, though, doesn't it? I, that's. A, I mean, if I were painting it, I'd do the same thing. I think you know, it just fits the character of the house. It's kind of mod, but still looks kind of. I mean, it does yeah. look kind of spooky. It looks yeah. good. That's creepy cool. Ah, oh, wow.
Uh, all right. Uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up over at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get access to all the episodes, advanced episodes, bonus episodes, all of it commercial free. Binge away for probably a year straight, theoretically. Check it out at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Until next time, for Todd, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.